0: Hello listeners, welcome back to where they are now and where we will follow. Today's guest is Sophie Ehrlich, class of 2021.
1: My name is Sophie Ehrlich. I graduated from Elon Biology in 2021, and I'm currently living in Boston slash Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I'm in graduate school.
0: Hi, Sophie. I'm just delighted to have you on the podcast. As you just mentioned, you're in graduate school. Can you expand on the application process, where you go, what you study, and further things that you would like to discuss with the audience?
1: So I am at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, which is um, one of Harvard's schools on the medical campus. So I'm the school is based out of Longwood, which is a neighborhood in Boston, and I am in their environmental health department. And I decided that I wanted to go into public health actually during from my junior into my senior year. I was pre-med, and I decided that I was really more interested in studying populations and looking at overarching themes in human health rather than um, the physician route. And so I got involved in research at Elon with Dr. Linda and. She has her background in genetic toxicology, and I took her toxicology course and absolutely loved it. We had a guest lecture from Chrissy Crute, who at the time was a PhD student in the Environmental, the School of Environment at Duke, and she was amazing. She recently graduated, so Dr. Chrissy Crute, um, and she was very inspirational to me, along with Dr. Nadzella, in looking at a career in environmental health. And so I decided to apply to public health programs and actually at the time I wasn't 100% certain about environment, so I also applied to nutrition programs. But about halfway through my senior year I was pretty set on environment, and so I switched my nutrition applications to the environmental um, programs at the schools that I applied to. And that application process happened in the fall of my senior year. I submitted all the applications, I think by November, maybe some December, and I heard back starting late December into early March, and I actually applied to Harvard very last minute because I didn't know a ton about public health programs coming from biology, so I thought that master's in public health were the only option, Um, and so I applied to a lot of MPH programs, and Harvard's MPH, you need to have two years of work experience which I didn't have. And it's actually very coincidental. I was sitting in the virtual Elon grad school fair, and I was waiting in line to talk to another program, like the virtual queue. And it was like a 30 minute wait. And I saw that Harvard's room was open. And so I went into the room because I thought I wasn't eligible. So I didn't even consider it in the beginning. And I went to the room and I was like, you know what, let's see what they have to say. And I said, hi, my name is Sophie. This is what I study. This is what I'm interested in. Do you think that I could be a good fit for this program? If not now, then maybe eventually. And they looked at me and they were like, you know, you know, you're not eligible for our MPH, but it sounds like you want an MS. And I did not know you could get an MS in public health at the time. And so I looked more into the program. It's a research focused master of science in environmental health. And it was Absolutely the right choice for me, Um, really focusing on different types of research methods. Everyone is required to complete a master's thesis that's of publication quality. And I wanted to go to a large research institution to have that experience because I had come from Elon and absolutely loved my Elon experience, my Elon bio um, classes and my research that I did, but I had not had any large lab experience and I wasn't ready to just go work in a lab. I think that's a really great option for a lot of people to go work in a big lab for a few years to get that experience if you're thinking about going into research. But for me, I wanted to switch fields a little bit. I needed to get a little bit more of the coursework in environmental health rather than just biology. And so master's was definitely the right choice for me. Oh, so I really wanted to join a big lab at a large research institution. And I did that. And that was really a learning curve going from the small lab environment of um, two or three people that at least worked in my lab at the time with Dr. N to this big lab with three postdocs and four PhD students and master's students. And it was very complimentary to my feeling of wanting to go into research. I had loved the skills that I got at Elon, being creative and thoughtful, designing my own research project. And then I also got this opposite experience where I was given a research project that was building upon what the lab was already doing. And I had my own ability to be creative in some ways, but not in like the whole design way that I was able to do with my um, undergrad thesis but I got to learn skills that I wasn't able to learn because of the equipment that they have available at the lab. And it really solidified my interest in going into research, no matter if that was at a big school or a small school um, or somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a need to highlight lab experience and just overall like believing in yourself and trying a program that you haven't researched before because it could be the right fit for you. So what made you want to study biology here at Elon?
1: Um, So it's a funny story, and I feel like people who know me know this story too well because I always love to talk about it. Um, I was a theater kid in high school. I really wanted to be an actress. And if you were a theater kid in my high school, you also did competitive public speaking because the director of the musicals and the coach were the same person. And he encouraged everyone to do both. And my senior year of high school, he put me in oratory speaking, so persuasive speaking. And my topic was antibiotic resistance. And I was mad at him. I was like, I am not a scientist. I don't know anything about medicine. I'm an actress. Like, why are you putting me in this role? And I'm very grateful to him today because if I hadn't had that experience, I never would have found research because it was a whole research journey for me of doing like a literature review and those beginning steps of building a research study because I had to learn all of this from scratch because it wasn't my expertise at all. And I absolutely loved it. I learned to talk about science in a way that was accessible to me and to a very general audience, which I think is really important and something that you don't often get in scientific training until later on. But I started with that. Um, And then I was going to, I was going to college and I really liked plant biology and like plant medicine. And I was thinking maybe medical school, but something with plant research um, in like a how can we apply, how can we learn more about the capabilities of plants to advanced medicine? Um, and that was my interest that I came to Dr. Nizzella with, and she had been working with zebrafish. And we ended up combining our passions for, uh, my passions for plant biology and her experience and passion for working with zebrafish to do a, a toxicology study with zebrafish. And it was really awesome.
0: That sounds amazing. And the fact that you just went from being a theater kid and having this whole entire passion and like probably career set out in your mind, like you were prepared to be an actress.
1: Yeah, I was ready to go. I was like, going <laughs> to audition at all of these schools. And I still love theater. And I think that was a really nice thing about going to Elon too. the incredible like theater department. I was able to go see shows all the time, but I knew that it wasn't what I wanted for a career. Right. And so I found other ways to experience theater in the ways that I love and then was able to pursue this passion that I found.
0: Right. And once again, you did something like so fearlessly, like you just jumped into like, I'm going to erase like what I did before and then I'm going to like go into it and I'm going to do my best. And, you know, you pushed yourself, which is amazing to me but thank
1: you i also okay. think my theater skills come in handy a lot yeah especially in the research field and working on science communication and really being able to help an audience understand what you're talking about i often draw on my theater experiences for right
0: that. yeah and that's that's completely valid like public communication is so important and if we had more public communicators in the science fields, it'd be such a different story. There would be less of a stigma than we have now. So, if you were to come to Elon again, what class would you take with no questions asked? That is
1: such a good question. <laughs> Toxicology was one of my favorite classes. Yeah. So That's- good. Um, Just, like, very tangible material. Mm -hmm. um, I would do that. I would like to take molecular biology again or cell biology again, Mm -hmm. like at the end of college. Right. Because I feel like in the beginning of college, I took cell biology and I was so new and I still wasn't sure about biology. And it was a lot of content. And I left college thinking that molecular cellular work wasn't really for me. And that's what I do now. Right. And I absolutely love it. I just think I needed a little bit more time and foundation. So I would love to go back to Elon and take that again.
0: Right. It's very interesting taking cell bio when you first start out here because it's such a specific class about a specific area. It's not Mm. like a general bio class. So it really doesn't give you an idea of like what you're about to go into or what you're about to taste with other classes. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. And with a rigorous load of work, what do you do to focus on self-care aspects of
1: your life? It's a really good question. It's definitely fluctuated throughout my time post-grad. My very first semester in grad school was very intense and people warned us. They were like, your first semester is going to be your most, not necessarily rigorous, but academically time-consuming. It was a lot of homework and like The introductory classes, like learning just the basics of epidemiology and biostatistics, and I had to learn how to code for the first time. It was a huge undertaking, and I just moved to a new city. It was a time of change, and I was trying to like take care of myself. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna work out, and I'm gonna sleep eight hours every night, and I'm gonna do all these things." And realizing that that's just not always possible is really important. And so I walked to school every day, which was about a mile. And so I got my well unless it was freezing, because sometimes in Boston it gets really cold, (laughs) Um, but I tried my best to walk at least two miles every day to get my exercise in that way, and then I would. I prioritized sleep because I was running myself ragged trying to do both and also stay up to date with all of my academics, and I will say knowing that it was going to be rigorous in that first semester was very helpful. So I would definitely recommend if you're going into a program or even into a job, like talking to people about what parts of this experience are going to be more draining than others. I also made my study days fun, which sounds kind of dorky, but in a way where I would go to a different library every Saturday, my first semester. I'm in a city with so many schools, many public libraries. And so I would, if it was nice out, I'd make it a point to walk, find a new study spot or a cafe or another place on campus or to just get a change of scenery, explore my new home and get some work done. And that was really helpful to me in my first semester
0: yeah i think that's something everyone should follow by because even though self-care is such a pushed out practice we tend to forget that we can just burn ourselves out by trying to participate in self-care and knowing that some things you just have to sacrifice so what was your favorite elon experience while you were here
1: okay um i loved my research at elon I really had a lot of fun learning how to work with the zebrafish and learning about how model organisms work. Uh, And I was there on the alumni panel. I mentioned study abroad and my passion for um, bio students can study abroad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, that's important to say. Yeah, no. And pre-med students can study abroad. Right. Elon is so incredibly the way that Elon does, does study abroad is so incredible and that they have so many different opportunities. And sometimes they're right in front of you. And sometimes you have to seek them out, right? They're there. And I remember creating so many different versions of my graduation plan to ensure that I could study abroad for a semester at the very least. And I was able to have these amazing experiences, like arctic ecology that I took in Copenhagen one summer and I traveled to Greenland and went to the arctic research station and I can't help but think that that also like really promoted my interest in a career in research seeing these scientists that had applied year after year to try to come to this arctic center and like study the ecology that was changing and Like having the opportunity to go to an Elon Center, even though it got cut a little bit short by COVID was really exciting, especially being around students who were not studying biology, I really got some perspective, it was primarily business and communications students, and it was just Very interesting to learn. But also during that experience, I got an internship working for the National Health Service Wow! because that's the Elon Center there. They connect you with an internship. And I was one of the only science students, but I was able to get this internship and work with a nutritionist and some stop smoking practitioners is what they have this program in the NHS in the UK. And it was incredible to be able to just be in that environment for a little while. I wish I had the opportunity to um, be in that internship a little bit longer, but um doing things like that and I got to go on a J term and I know that like depending on volu- like what types of programs you're applying to you might not be able to have the flexibility to be off campus that often but there are ways to make it happen and there seems to be a little bit of a stigma around that not being able to happen for biology pre-med students at Elon and I really think it is and I know it is from experience. But it's with my study abroad experiences where I learned to take care of myself and find ways to practice self-care in different countries.
0: Yeah, and oftentimes we feel like we're rushing ourselves within our career paths that we don't realize we can take these amazing opportunities. What preconceived notions slash anxieties would you like to debunk about Ivy League schools?
1: I really liked this question when I saw it. Yeah. I'm going to say something that oh, I wish I remembered. I'm going to say something that the SBDC told me when I was applying to graduate schools, I went to the SBDC and I had them review my statement of purpose and they helped me with my application process. And I was listing the schools that I was thinking about applying to, which were mostly schools that Elon had alumni at. Um, and I will say there is another Elon alumni. currently at Harvard with me, um, that I saw in the hallway wearing an Elon basketball (laughs) t-shirt which is really exciting Um, but I didn't think of applying to Harvard like I mentioned because I wasn't eligible for the MPH but I was in a meeting with the SBDC and they were like you should talk to Harvard and I was like why like what like I don't think I'm eligible for the MPH but also like that's an Ivy League school. Like I've never considered an Ivy League school. I didn't know if that was something that would be possible for me. And she said to me, they're coming to the Elon University Graduate School Fair. They would not be coming to the Elon University exclusive Graduate School Fair if they were not interested in our students. And that gave me a lot of courage to pop into that Zoom room and just tell them who I was and ask them if they think I'd be a good fit. And you know, Elon students are incredible and a specific skill set of being curious and being willing to ask questions and being comfortable with their faculty and community. And that's something that they do really value. And that's something important to remember as you go into the graduate school application process is that people wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't want to, and that we have a lot to bring to the table.
0: Yeah, that's honestly great advice. And I feel as if, as students, oftentimes we don't value ourselves high enough to other schools' academic standards because we put ourselves in a position where we feel like we're failing all the time just by performing average or even sometimes above average because so is everyone else. But we have to remember that people are actively seeking us out and see the potential within us. What advice do you have for students that are scared to join? Elon
1: bio. Oh, goodness. Do it. (laughs) It's so, it's. Elon bio is a big department and there's a lot of different areas you can focus on. I would say, take advantage of the opportunities that the department offers. Go talk to your professors, go get to know them, go to McMichael Monday, go And make a new friend in the bio lounge, they're not going to let you fail. It's a group of people that want to be teaching. That's the really nice thing about Elon. They want to be teaching and they want to see you succeed. And as long as you put in the effort and you really like use your connections, make sure that the professor knows, hey, like I would, I want to talk through this problem with you or this concept that I can't quite grasp and that's what they're there for along with the tutoring center I know that the biology degrees a lot of them come with a lot of chemistry requirements I was not a great chemistry student it scared me a lot but it was the tutoring center and the faculty that got me through it and really helped me understand it and I do draw upon that knowledge a lot in graduate school
0: thank you for that piece of advice Sophie and thank you for letting me interview you Now, finally, what are your next steps in your academic and career path?
1: So I'm really excited to um, submit my master's thesis. And I actually was recently accepted into the Ph.D. in Population Health Sciences at Harvard. Um, I'm really excited to continue in the department. I was matched to work with my same advisor. I'm studying DNA repair. And so it's a PhD in Population Health Sciences in the Department of Environmental Health and I'm focusing on biologic mechanisms of disease. So it's kind of all of my favorite things, the public health, the environment and the biology coming together. And I'm really excited. That is
0: amazing, Sophie. We are really excited and congratulate you here at the Bio Department. You're going to go big places and carry on that Elon spirit with you. Listeners, thank you for listening to Where They Are Now and Where We Will Follow with our guest Sophie Ehrlich, Class of 2021.